Welcome back to Home Design Chat with Nancy. Well, it's a new year. It's uh, 2023, if you didn't notice. And today is January 4th. Uh, 2023 better be better than 2022, I'll tell you. But if you are remodeling or building a new home, and I hope you are, you don't want to miss these podcasts. We share information about every component of your home. So you'll learn about tile, appliances, cabinets, and it goes on and on. We do cover it all. So today, my special guest is, you better take notes, it's Kelly Dunlap, and she is the Designer Sales Manager with Cosentino Architectural Services. Welcome, Kelly. Good morning, Nancy. Thank you. Well, first of all, let's go right into what is Cosentino Architectural Services so that people are aware of that. So Crescentino is a Spanish family-owned company that is in every country around the world. And I've been in the USA for 25 years now, and we're in the engineered stone. So we're in the natural stone business as well as engineered stone. We have natural quartz like marble, granite, and quartzite, and even natural soapstone. And then also we... um, have Salstone, which is our quartz line, and then Decton, which is our engineered natural stone, or as we like to call it, Decton is natural stone recoded. Are all your products made in Spain? Uh, no, most of them are, um, but we also, our natural stone comes from Brazil. Have you experienced any supply chain problems with your products since they have to come into the U.S.? Who hasn't? <laughs> yes, yes, we have. Um, there must be somebody who hasn't. <laughs> yes, we have. And also the uh, the logistics, of, you know, the cost of logistics going up, that's affected our company as well. But we've always been able to uh, be very agile as a company and create solutions for those logistical nightmares. That's what I love about Cosentino. They're always thinking, what next? Mm. Yes. It's part of their DNA. Have you been to Spain? I'm about to go to Spain in May, so at the end of April, and I'm going to take a group of designers with me. Good, great. Okay, (laughs) well, today, of course, we're going to talk about countertops. What everybody should know about countertops is even if you're not going to remodel your kitchen and you just need to replace your countertop, you should do a lot of homework before you do that because there's so many choices, and we're going to tear them apart. We're going to tell you the pros and cons of everything. So firstly, before you pick a countertop to use, you should do your homework as far as the quality goes. Don't go just for the money because you might have to replace it in two years if it doesn't hold up. So it depends on what you do in your kitchen. If you hardly cook, I would say you can go with some uh, products that we feel shouldn't be in a very high traffic area. And also, do you want a drop-in sink? You can't do that uh, not a drop-in sink, an undermount sink. You have to use a drop-in sink with laminate, but undermount sink um, is available with all the other products that we're going to talk about. So let's jump into this, Kelly. First, let's talk about, okay, granite. Everybody knows about granite. Then since Cosentino does sell the natural stone, what do you feel are the pros to that product? 
Well, granite's a natural stone and it has variation and that's a pro and a con because um, every slab that you get that of granite, you have to inspect it to make sure, number one, it doesn't have any fissures in it, which are cracks that occur naturally in the stone, um, but also that you, it gives you the pattern that you're after. So you're going to be aware that with natural, with granite, that it is going to have a lot of variation depending on where they cut the slab from the block or from the mountain, basically. So I would say that when you're looking at granite and your kitchen needs uh, more than one, make sure that it comes from the same crate, from the same, the same batch. batch. Exactly. And that it's numbered as sequentially. Exactly. And then before you say, yes, that's the one I want, you can ask your distributor to lay it out so you can look at all of the granite slabs Yes, um, I I feel like I spend more time in those uh, granite warehouses, but you have to do that because you oh, might. I was going to say you might see a slab which you're not happy with, and of course, you know you don't have to take it. Exactly. But the other thing is, if you have a slab and you see a spot you don't like, and you're using countertops that are 25 and a half deep, then ask your salesperson, well, can we lay it out in a certain area on the slab so that we can eliminate that spot? Or is your a sink cutout going to be at that spot? So there's a lot more to know than just shopping. That's where the shoes, fabricator comes in. That's where the fabricator comes right. in and you they would be do, the one doing the layout for you and doing all the templating and, and working with the designer or, or not, if you're hands-on with the fabricator yourself, then you would ask those questions. But if you don't know those questions to ask, then that's what your podcast is all about, is informing the designer, informing the clients. Yes. Well, also, I keep telling people that you should use a professional, even Absolutely. if it's just by the hour to help you pick out the slabs and also where the layouts are, where the templates are going to be placed on the slab. So... Now that we talked about granite, what about the downside of granite? Uh, the ground downside, again, the variation is the biggest downside because it can create, you can have huge, vast um, variation between the beginning of the slab, like from the block of where they cut it out of the mine to the end of the slab, mm -hmm. like the last, from the first to the last. So that would be the biggest drawback for me as a designer for granite is um, that variation. However, um, again, you still shouldn't put hot pots on granite because it can change the molecular structure and cause fissures, even though people say, oh, I've been putting hot pots on it for years. Well, that's great. But just be aware that that is a side effect, that that can happen. And that's something you don't want to have happen because right. you can also are expensive. Granite also has to be sealed. Yes, it so, does. Yeah. Because and it is porous as a natural stone. Right, right. Um, okay, here's a little story. I had to replace the granite in a commercial shop where they made um, drinks in blenders. I can't remember. It was like juice drinks. And they were using so much water, and I don't think anybody ever sealed the granite. So all of their cabinets under the granite flooded. Yeah. So if you're going to use a lot of water, if you're, you know, in a commercial area, uh, don't think of granite. Think of something else we're going to talk about. Mm -hmm. Stay so tuned for that one. 
Yeah, just remember too, Nancy, that because granite has pores in it, it also, if it's not sealed regularly, and I mean, depending on how much you use it, but right. most people don't reseal their granite. Um, I've had clients tell me, oh, I've had that for 25 years and I've never resealed it. And I'm like, I am never eating in your house because if you put a black light over it, you're going to see germs growing in the granite. Yep. So, and I'm not trying to scare anybody at all, but I think if the pandemic taught us anything, we need to be aware that, you know, safety first. So um, seal your granite, always seal your granite, reseal it. It doesn't take terribly much to reseal it. You can get a fabricator to do it, or you can get some home kits to do it as well. But reseal your granite. And don't wash your granite with Windex because it breaks the seal. Yes. And then you've got a chance of having bacterial growth in your countertop and you don't mm -hmm. want that. Yeah. So, yeah. So uh, also one more thing, granite typically comes with a busy pattern. So if you're doing a contemporary kitchen, think of something else. And we're going to talk about yeah. this in a minute. But uh, granite, I, I feel, is really good for traditional kitchens. Otherwise, yes. it's too busy. Absolutely. Okay. okay. Well, then you might be considering marble. And I wouldn't say marble is a good thing in a kitchen because it's a very soft product and it looked great on uh, Michelangelo's David. Yes, but beautiful product. Yeah. Okay, um, you can ask the, your clients the questions. How do they use their kitchen? How often do they use their kitchen? If they're just heating up a pizza, sure, marble's no problem at all, but you'd be aware that you might get red wine stains on it that won't come out. And the Europeans use marble all the time for their countertops and, and their kitchens, their bathrooms, but they are familiar with it. They're familiar that it's going to stain, that it's going to patina, that it's going to hollow out. It's, it's a soft material and they know that and they want that look. Mm -hmm. So if, you, if you're happy with that, go ahead and use marble. But I would never recommend marble in the kitchen just because it stains so much. But it is absolutely beautiful. Yes, and, um, and if you're so wealthy that you can have somebody come and professionally clean it every six months, great. Yeah. Um, Europeans uh, brag about their trophy kitchen, which shows all the stains and the cut marks and everything. They think it's great. Americans want the pristine look 24-7. Yeah. So there's the difference. So I would say, eh, stay away from the marble. Okay. Again, it's how you live and what is most important to you. Um, that's that's what it always comes down to. Yeah. If you want ease of living and less cleaning and less care and maintenance, then I would go with a different product. Yeah. And there are products that look like marble that we'll exactly. talk about, but you don't have to go with the real thing. Well, mm -hmm. while we're in the kitchen, I want to talk about Monogram's appliances. These are one of the best appliances I've ever specced, and I also have a Monogram kitchen. So they have smart appliances. What are smart appliances? Well, your app on your smartphone can talk to your smart appliances. But not only that, but Monogram is constantly updating the recipes that they have in their smart ovens. So don't don't forget, you can't have a smart app if you don't have smart appliances. I know it sounds funny, but you've got to, you got to go with the program. So if you want to learn more about Monogram, you can go to monogram.com or I would suggest you visit your local showroom if they have Monogram appliances. And better yet, if they have a working kitchen, then you have a chance to use the product, have your salesperson show you. So let's get back to quartz countertops is the next one on our list, Kelly. It is. We yeah. love that. Quartz is a great product. And if you want that natural look without the maintenance, quartz is phenomenal. 
Um, pros and cons. I Not too many cons there. Again, you still have to use a trivet or a uh, hot plate um, <laughs> and something that you're not going to put the hot pot directly on. And that's anything. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also have an undermount sink. Colors are great. Right. The patterns these days are just beautiful. They really do mimic the natural stone so well. They, you, matter of fact, I used one that looked like natural concrete. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, what yeah. do I say? Natural concrete. 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 <laughs> yes. Yeah. They, they, there's you. If you can imagine the uh, style, there's a quartz that can fit it. Yes. Everything from pink to gray to black. Yes. And uh, industrial, modern, farmhouse. Yeah. Uh, traditional you can you can basically just find a product that works really, yeah, really there's well. a lot of brands or a lot of manufacturers that are making quartz and they also call it engineered stone so i typically refer to it as engineered stone and people look at me like well yeah but i want quartz same thing people it's just a different name yeah and it's because they take quartzite and they take granite and marble and they they crush it all down and they combine it with resins so talking about your cons here is because there's resin in it you don't put hot pots on it and you can't put it outside because the resins because of the heat and the uv rays will turn yellow good to know unless you get a yellow countertop and there you go you have it already (laughs) (laughs) who wants a yellow countertop then nancy so with quartz you don't have to seal it right kelly no, you don't. It comes already pre-finished. And that's probably one of the selling points that most of my customers like. It's like, oh, we don't have to seal it? Okay, we're in. It's antimicrobial, yes. But they still install it the same way as granite. Um, they can build up the edge. I would suggest that um, you... I did see somebody put in a coarse countertop with a diagonal in the corner cut. I didn't like that. Typically, they do a butt cut. And it comes in slabs. Well, actually, it comes in slabs, but your fabricator will cut the slab um, to fit your kitchen. So, exactly. yeah, like we were talking about, you can um, you can mix and match. It's fabricated it's very similar to granite. Yes, yeah, exactly. Um, but the one that, and people always say this, yeah, but is it cheaper? No, it's it not cheaper. It depends on the color mix. If you've got really detailed veining and it looks, it mimics natural stone really beautifully, no, it's not going to be cheaper. But if you've got something that's more of a terrazzo look, that was one of the original styles of the quartz back 25 years ago, then then sure, that's going to be cheaper. Than, and again, it depends. You've got to compare apples to apples, not apples to oranges. So if you've got a really high-end granite compared to a low-end quartz, no, they're not going to be the same. Right. But if you've got a high-end granite to a high-end quartz, then, well, again, it depends on supply and demand. So when I first started, uh, when I first became an interior designer 17 years ago, um, granite was was more expensive than quartz. But now, because of technology changes and the beautiful uh, stars that we have with quartz now, some quartz are more expensive than granites. Mm-hmm. You can also get a solid color in quartz, like white. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's going to be more expensive too because it's more pure. There's less um, less color pigmentation. So to get that really pure white white, it's going to be more expensive than a motley colored one mm-hmm. because they're going to have to use more pure materials to go into it. More quartzite, more marble, all of this. Yes. So it's harder to source it. Yes. Most of my clients, I will say, and I'll throw this out, um, are using quartz. 
and I have mixed quartz with granite. I might take a granite island that's busy, interesting, and colorful, and then downplay that with the perimeter kitchen being quartz in a solid color. Yeah, lovely. Uh, so again, use your designer, your professional designer, so that they can help you um, design a kitchen that is unique, that's you, and that you're going to be proud of. You don't want to spend money on this, and then they put it in and you decide, I don't like it, because it's too expensive to do over. It is, yeah. yeah. I always tell my clients, don't worry about design trends. Focus on being authentic. If you find something that that tells your story that is classic and timeless, then it's always going to be in style. Yes, and we're always telling our listeners, don't go with the fads. And if the trends don't fit your lifestyle, or if you don't like any particular color that's a trend, you don't have to do it. It's your house. Exactly. And they're going to change anyway. Yeah. So be aware of that. Okay. Tile countertops, they're on our list. Somebody, I read oh, that no, no, some no, no. designer said, okay, tile countertops are going, they're going to be the new thing. I would suggest you skip that whole designer thing. <laughs> they are what they're talking can I about. Tell a story? Can I tell a story? Sure. So when my husband and I were married 31 years ago, we lived in an apartment that had three by three inch by three inch tiles. That was the original 70s kitchen from the, and it had never been changed. That kitchen was a nightmare. And I love to cook. So, and I, the eldest of a big family and I've cooked since I was a little girl and cooking in that kitchen was horrible. I could never get those, the grout in between those tiles clean enough. The tiles were polished and they, they had a lovely satin finish on it and it was they were easy to clean, but the grout was horrible. I so know. If that's the new design trend. Good luck. Yeah. Um, I did a house in the historic area in Phoenix years ago. Well, this house was built in 1917 and then yeah. it had gone through a couple of changes, but being in the historic area and it was going to be on tour, we did the kitchen to emulate what it would look like with modern conveniences. And, but we did it as a 1917 kitchen. And so I had the four by four highly polished yellow tiles on the countertop, but I used a black trim on the edge that was raised like they did in the years gone by and then brought it up on the backsplash with a pattern. And during the tour, somebody said, wow, look at this tile. It's lasted this long. And it, well doesn't, done, it doesn't, but I, it's a beautiful kitchen, but I would never use tile. Now, I will say that when granite came out, somebody had the great idea to take granite squares, which they use on the floor, and put it on the countertop. Well, guess what, people? You're edging nine out of 10 times dropped to the floor because it didn't stay. It was a square edge. It chipped and it still had the grout problem. And some of the grout was peeling off or flaking and then they'd have to regrout it. So that's the um, poor way of having granite. Don't even think about that one either. No, no that's just ugly. Sorry. So, right. No, as <laughs> now that we've really um, trashed tile countertops, <laughs> Well, well just, you've got to be aware that 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 um, the the grout is porous. 
Mm -hmm. So again, it's going to, water's going to seep through unless you seal it. And again, nobody ever reseals their grout either, which you should be doing for tiles. Yes. And that's where you get leakage problems and, and mold problems. And but they shouldn't put tile on the countertop. I, I would, look, I, it might be a design trend, and I know it was back in the 60s, 70s, and even earlier, but I st would strongly recommend it. Yes, I always suggest that if you find a beautiful tile, put it on your backsplash. Exactly. Put on a vertical um, material or vertical surface, it's not going to stain. It's, it's always going to look beautiful, and it's also your focal point when you walk in the kitchen. So that being said, now we're going to go to your favorite porcelains. <laughs> I do like the porcelains, yes. Just because of the, again, with advances in technology, we can have so much more now. And I love, um, well, the company I work for, Crescentino, we have a line called Decton, and it is amazing. And it is considered classed in that group of porcelains, but it's stronger than porcelain. And um, it can go indoor and outdoor. So it's also, um, uh, oh, what's the word? Um, it withstands temperature changes. So you can put hot pots on it. Again, somebody who loves to cook and cooking for my loved ones is part of my love language. I cook all the time. And so the function of the kitchen is so important to me and being able to put my hot pots directly on it is amazing and being able to cut directly on it and not have to have a chopping board it you have to have a, a knife sharpener because it blunts your knives but it is amazing if you you can take it from inside to outside so i get very excited about that i could tell <laughs> yes sorry i get a bit elevated <laughs> but while you're talking i'm i'm thinking porcelain if you put if you drop a uh, skillet on the countertop will it crack depends which porcelain you use not all porcelains are created equal, Nancy. Oh, well, how's your porcelain? Our porcelain is pretty, it withstands pretty much a lot. It's not indestructible, but it does uh, withstand, um, it's Miami-Dade hurricane rated missile impact resistant up to 185 miles an hour. Oh. So well, it's not bulletproof, it's not indestructible, but it's the toughest thing on the market. Okay, so if it does crack, you have to replace that whole countertop. Yeah. Yeah, that portion of it, yes. So I would say be very cautious when you with any countertop that you have. If you have that iron skillet, don't hold it 10 inches above and drop it. Well, it, it's in the middle, it's going to be fine. But if you drop it on an edge, like a sink edge or anything like that, you, you can get some chips. But yes, you know what? That's but, the weakest point. And depends on how thick it is too. Because you, you can have two, mil, two centimeters thick or three centimeters thick in some colors. But if you're doing a 12 millimeters or even thinner, then yes, be very careful. Put that on furniture and not on a kitchen. Yeah. Well, I was going to say you wouldn't use that on the counter. And also they have a sub base, don't they? Yes, yes. We always use a um, particular type of substrate and a good fabricator knows exactly which substrate that you want. Yeah, to we're use. talking about sub base or when, if you've ever seen anybody, or you can go on YouTube and watch them fabricate a countertop, granite, quartz, decton, porcelains, they all have to have substrates. The ones that don't like... Um, well, laminate doesn't because it's obviously the substrate with a layer on it. So that's that's not going to uh, include that. And that's usually just made out of particle board as the substrate right. anyway. So if that gets wet, it swells and it pops and it it deforms. It's You're getting ahead of me, Kelly. Sorry, that's Nancy. the very end where we don't really want to use that in a kitchen. 
Well, again, I've, I had, like I said, I had a kitchen in Australia for 13 and a half years that it was laminate and it still looked great when we sold the house to move to America. Well, there are a lot of people I've walked into their kitchens with laminate countertops that look like they've been through the war. And that's probably because nobody took care of them. Exactly. You know, but anything will last if you take care of it. Yes. You know, and I hate to say this, but I got a set of pots when I first got married and they are in perfect condition. And I've been married over 50 years. Well done. So those pots really last. Now you can get some cheapy pots and of course they're not going to last. So spend yeah. the money and your product will last long. High quality. That's what my husband yeah. and I have always done is buy the, the best quality we can afford without going into debt. Right. Okay. So should we talk about butcher block? Butcher sure. block countertops. They're a big trend again. They're a trend, but you know, if you're somebody who doesn't really want to maintain your countertops, I would say skip the butcher block. Again, it depends on the style and the aesthetic you're going for. If you're going for an English farmhouse, then the butcher block is beautiful. But I wouldn't necessarily put it on my entire counter. I would maybe have a wheeling trolley that has a butcher block top on a it. A wheeling trolley. We call them tea carts here. Uh, well, <laughs> they're, they're a little bit more substantial than a tea cart, Nancy. I did a kitchen that was uh, French country and the uh -huh. island was a mahogany butcher block. It was gorgeous, but it does scratch mm -hmm. and you can't put hot pots on there. And, you know, no. there are certain things, like I said at the beginning, if you're careful with butcher block, you can use, let's face it, the butchers used it. They do. Yeah. But you'll see as you cut into it, over time, you'll get a hollow into it. Same thing happens with marble. If you cut directly onto the marble, uh, I've been to restaurants where they've had marble countertops and they're good with the staining, but you see where they work because there's divots in it. The, to, almost to the point where it's like a dish. The, the hollow is like a dish where, the, where they work all the time, where the chefs stand and work in their little corners. Mm. So... Um, butcher block does the same thing so if you're aware of, of the properties of the material and that's beautiful to you then go ahead great but yeah. it needs to be either sealed with a polyurethane um, sealer or to be oiled but again when that polyurethane sealer breaks down it can create spaces for germs to grow mm -hmm. be aware of that um, that's that's my recommendation um, I would say if you don't use your kitchen a lot I love the look of butcher block. And not only yeah. that, they're using a lot of different species for the butcher block. Um, I found that mesquite is a beautiful wood. Yeah. You can also do cherry, maple, um, all sorts of um, exotic woods. But here again, yeah. they're going to be expensive. So when you're going to spend that kind of money on, say, zebra wood, you don't want to take your knife and start cutting on it. No. But again, it's crafted and made, so it's, it's labor-intensive. And so it's going to cost more. Sure, sure. Well, as I've said many times, Studio 41 is my go-to for all of my plumbing fixtures, kitchen and bath. We do have a Studio 41 here in Arizona, in Scottsdale. So we're lucky because I use them constantly. They have 14 other showrooms in Illinois. So if you don't live in Illinois or Scottsdale, guess what? You can go on their website. You can purchase from there. 
just go to Shop Studio 41. That's the number 41.com. They have a lot of different items in the Illinois showrooms, um, windows, tile, cabinetry, and all the fixtures. I have the uh, the one here. I have cabinetry available as far as all the fixtures. And I have to say something about their selection of cabinet hardware. The biggest and best I have ever seen in my life. We go in there and it's like going to an art show. It's beautiful stuff. So go to shop studio 41, number 41.com. Kelly, we're getting to the end of our list, stainless steel. I, you know, I did one stainless steel kitchen. Customers really loved it, but you've got to put um, earplugs in your ears when you're working on it because it's very noisy. Well, maybe you soften the space, like for the reverberation of the noise by your soft furnishings. You can put little um, felt things on your pots, I guess. I do love the stainless steel kitchen because I did work in a kitchen in a professional restaurant and uh, I love the cleanability of a stainless steel kitchen. That's the probably the best thing about stainless steel. I mean, you can't get any if you're a germaphobic, stainless steel is your thing to go to. But it can dent and they do need some, we said underlayment, they need some wood backing so it doesn't dent. Well, again, it depends what quality of stainless steel you purchase too. If you're doing just for the aesthetic, not for the function, then yeah, you can use a cheaper grade of stainless steel and it will dent. But a stainless steel backsplash, I do like that just because I can It is nice, but you said quality (laughs) of stainless steel goes by the gauge. It does, yes. For everybody out there, the lower your gauge, the stronger the stainless steel. If you go with a 20 gauge, just like with sinks, stainless steel sinks, somebody says, oh, we have a 24 gauge. When you put the spoon in the sink, you're going to dent it. So make sure that you get a low number when you're talking about the gauge. Now ask lots of questions. Do your research. Yeah. Well, we're going to... We're running out of time. I can't believe it. We, we've got to solid surface. I'm just going to quickly say solid surface is actually um, a man-made product. It's made with polymers. It's basically plastic or acrylic. Corian is the best known. Uh, and Corian's been out since 1967. Um, I learned about Corian because my parents got it in 1968. So they were the forerunners. And it's a beautiful product. Again, you can't put a hot pot on it because it will blister, can be repaired. Um, they have inconspicuous seams. They have integral sinks. Now, I do like Corian, so I can talk about it all day long, but I won't because we're going to go to our least favorite, although laminate has a place. You know, and every one of these products has its place. Okay. So laminate is great. When you can put it in, say, a laundry room if you're trying to save money or on a desk area, stay out of the kitchen with laminate unless you're at Kelly's house in Australia where it can last long. But typically... Depends on the quality that you purchase. Yes, yes, but today you have to go with what they have. It's still seven layers of brown paper, the top layer being the color, and then they go through an acid bath and voila you got laminate then they back it onto particle board and that's how they do their countertops and to uh even keep the cost down you can buy it's called blanks and the edges are rounded and an integral splash is four inches it's a fully formed edge 
And, you know, you can do that for hardly any money. So that's your least product to put in the kitchen. Um, Put your knives away when you have laminate. Don't let your kids Mm -hmm. cut on it. Don't let your neighbors and your relatives help you in the kitchen because you can ruin it. Oh, absolutely. um, Very quickly. Yeah, very quickly. Yeah. Well, that's it. If you guys are ready to do your countertops and we haven't covered anything, you can always email me at nancy at nancyhugo.com. I think we've just about covered everything. Hey, Kelly, this was yeah. fun. We're going to do this again. Thank you, Nancy. I'm excited. Good. And I hope everybody enjoyed today's show. This is the first of the year, um, the first podcast for me for this year. So please subscribe on the platform that you're using to listen to these podcasts. And don't forget to share them with your friends. Don't keep them a secret. I try to give as much information as I could on every podcast, and we cover everything. So if you want to learn more about me, I do have a website, nancyhugo.com, and If you want to email me and you have questions for me or for Kelly, email me at nancy at nancyhugo.com. Kelly, have a great new year. Thank you. You too, Nancy. I'm honored to be the first guest of the year. Thank you. Yes. And I've been doing this for six years. This is my sixth year on this particular podcast. So I think just about everybody in the world should hear about these podcasts. I've got you downloaded in my podcast library. Well, good. And I hope you'll listen to this one after I publish it. I don't know if I want to listen to myself talk, though. Yeah, I know. Uh, It's hard, but force yourself. Hey, everybody, have a great new year. Stay safe and enjoy. Enjoy.